Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody Tuckett. And I'm Mike Templeton. And Cody, you always sound so quiet when you say it. Do say I? Your name. Yeah. You want me to like shout it? No, I'm, I'm low-key. I'm low-key. Well, just a little more energy. You just, you know, just a little more pep. Hey guys, a little more pep I'm, in your step. I'm Cody Tuckett. How you doing? Strap in. Oh, no, you can't Turtle do that. Power no, 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 no. That's my territory, buddy. We're real chill. That's my sick. territory. <laughs> Well, Spencer, what are we doing this week? <laughs> this week, we're talking more about the next mutation. Oh, man, that old thing? Yep. We got a four-parter this week. It's Unchain My Heart parts one, two, three, and four. Yeah, yep. the Unchain My Heart quadrilogy. Yeah, normally we cover three episodes, but because this one was a four-parter where we were like, hey, let's let's just get yeah, all four. We have four hosts. Cody, Cody, Cody won't leave, so you know, we might as well use it. I yeah. mean, not to bury the lead, but definitely could have been a three-parter. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll take all the Von Me I can get. You know, it's funny because, like, you know, Spencer, you're going to hate me. Um, wait, 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 wait. It feels like she could have come out of Mariah. That's the first note I have. This is Mike is gonna say. Feels like she could have fit Mirage, dude. Dude, like, you weren't supposed to say it yet. I was gonna say that, and it was, yeah. it was gonna it was gonna like just shatter everyone's brains. You can just said it about every character in this show. I I was gonna say it in the second time around, and, and now now I didn't get the chance to say my joke because I was oh, waiting for it. I was sorry. waiting for it. I'm keeping the bit. I'm keeping the bit going. So it was, it was gonna be hilarious. Oh well. Man, every like I bet your listeners right now would be laughing so hard if I had said it. But. What you got to do is just <laughs> you, you got to edit Mike completely out of the podcast out of spite, and so every time Mike would talk, it's just blank and just don't just say anything. About All it. right, you, re- you recap like, episode oh, four yeah, then. Yeah. Each, no, yeah, it's just like the, three uh... minutes of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the thing is, is, us just being like riveting at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> riveting. Oh. So, yeah, without further ado, let me tell you a story. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. So, first episode was 13, Unchain My Heart, Part 1. It was released February 6th of 1998. It's directed by Rob Stewart, written by Rhonda Smiley. The turtles go out for the night to skate. Bone still ambushes them. They manage to defeat him and escape. In China, two child vampires, Chi Chu and Bing, awake a skeleton. So after some magic and things, the skeleton is revealed to be another vampire who is maybe in charge of them, maybe just a, a co-vampire friend with them. 
it's not ever incredibly clear. It seems like she's in charge, though. Her name is Van Mee. Her heart was removed by Venus's master. She'll need her heart back within four days, or her bones will melt, and, and so will the rest of her. Her fellow vampires know that Venus has the heart. At the turtle's lair, we see that Venus does indeed have the heart. She doesn't know what it is, but it's doing strange things. Leo wants to be prepared for their steely hunter, so he bones up on hunting tactics. The turtles go back out for a night of fun in the park. Bone Steel attacks again, but Leo was prepped this time. They're fending him off when Van Mee and her minions arrive. They attack and demand the heart from Venus. Leo uses his knowledge of the traps set up for them to capture the vampires. The turtles head back to their lair and find Van Mee's heart. Once shriveled in black, it is now pink and healthier. To be continued. Sensational. Next we have Unchain My Heart Part 2. This is written by Dan Clark and Michael Mayhew. Originally aired February 13th, 1998. So Chichu has tracked down Bone Steel's hideout, and Von Mi is sending Bing to spy on him since he seems to have some connection to the turtles. Back in the sewer, Venus is researching the weird pulsating thing that used to look like a root, only to learn it's a 2,000-year-old vampire heart. The heart starts bouncing around, trying to get out and get back to its host, when Splinter catches it in a peanut butter jar. Bing arrives at Bone Steel's, only to learn that Bone Steel has hunted vampires before. He sniffs out the kid and shows him all of his vampire hunter gear. Bing then retreats. Don's doing a bunch of tests on the heart, and the guys all debate what to do with it. Venus says that destroying the heart is a shinobi test, but her scrolls don't say how to actually destroy the heart. Raph wants to give the heart to the vampire since it's not their problem, but Splinter makes them help Venus. Vami gets drunk on some plasma at the blood bank. Meanwhile, Michelangelo wakes up Raphael in the middle of the night to get him to take the heart outside and let it find Vami. He does that and it seeks out the inebriated Vami. This may or may not have been a ploy by the guys to track Raph to find where Vami is, but they don't wake up Venus to help and leave to go save Raph. The heart bounces past Bone Steel, who's hiding in a trash pile. Von Mee and company show up in the same alley, and Bing gives away that they also want to destroy Venus. The three other turtles come to rescue Raph. A three-way fight breaks out between the turtles, vampires, and Bone Steel. Bone Steel gets caught in a dumpster just as the sun comes up, causing the vampires to retreat. The turtles go home and promise not to tell Venus what happened. To be continued. Fighting story in part three. Air date, February 20th, 1998. Written by Dan Clark and Michael Mayhew. Leonardo is scoping out Bone Steel at night, watching Bone Steel in his cool hat and goggles as he has his own goggles. Evil bald kid and squirrel voice girl are asking Von Mee to try suntan lotion. She does not find it soothing. She only has one day left to find her heart. Donnie is back at the lair, hammering Van Mee's heart with a mallet. Every time he does, it hurts Von Mee. Venus is trying to solve the mystery of how to destroy the heart herself. Donnie is a huge jerk to Venus. Von Mee is going crazy back at their lair, where they find Bone Steel has been in disguise as a chair and is armed with a wooden stake. He has a proposal for Von Mee. They work together to take care of the turtles. They toss Bone Steel out the window. Leo was in the garbage can outside, still stalking Bone Steel. Venus is trying to do her shinobi things, but having no luck as the turtles harass her for it. Venus hits the streets alone to pursue the way of the shinobi and breaks into some garage with her scrolls to study the spells and vampire lore. 
The vampires fly to Venus to attack her. It takes a real long time. They finally get to Venus, and Von Mee begs Venus to please give her her heart back. They fight it out as Bonesteel arrives, and then Leo arrives, attacking each other with car parts and wrenches. Bonesteel takes the heart as Leo and Venus escape. Back at the lair, the turtles, mainly Raph and Donnie, are being jerks to Venus. Mikey is somewhat nice, as she gets back and tells them she lost the heart. Leo arrives back at the lair with his news of the Bonesteel hunt, and thus how to find the heart. The turtles go after him to get it back. In his lair, Bonesteel is thinking of how to eat the heart. All three parties converge together at Bonesteel's lair on top of a condemned building. They fight it out in a fireworks extravaganza. The turtles manage to escape with the heart and lock it in their safe. To be continued. To be concluded in Unchain My Heart, episode 4, original air date, February 27th, 1998, written by Dan Clark and Michael Mayhew. Our episode opens with the vampires captured by Bone Steel, where he makes an allegiance with Von Mee due to their mutual hatred of the turtles. The turtles make their plan to take out the vampires using a bunch of gadgets that developed by Donatella while Venus works on her shinobi magic skills with Splinter. They all go to attack when Bone Steel and the vampires tell them that they were waiting for them and completely counter all of the modern tech. Bone Steel successfully captures four of the turtles while Venus and Splinter get away. Von Mee splits from Bone Steel after Venus leaves with her heart. Back at the lair, Venus lets Von Mee's taunts get to her confidence as a shinobi, but after a pep talk from Splinter, she decides to try things her own way. Meanwhile, Von Mee plans to try summoning the elemental vampire to help her in her quest for her heart. The elemental vampire arrives and chides Von Mee before agreeing to help her. While Bonesteel monologues about the various thing that he'll do to the turtles, Raph outsmarts the hunter and knocks him out, where they escape back to the lair. There, they discover Venus communing with the squeaking heart of Von Mee, and she discovers her plan. The elemental vampire transports Von Mee directly to the turtles' lair, where they are waiting for her this time. They trap her by reflecting sun's rays off mirrors at her and turn her to ash. Bing and Chichu arrive later to scoop up Van Mee's ashes and place them in an urn until they can resurrect her again. The episode closes on Venus reflecting on how far she's come since arriving in America with her new family and her new confidence in her abilities. The end. Riveting. Absolutely. There's some stuff in here. I didn't realize the two lackey kids had names. Uh, yeah, it yeah, was like the first thing that... <laughs> That was the first thing that uh, Spencer mentioned. Yep. Yeah. Well, because she says them by their names. And so I figured I'd, I'd throw them out there. But but yeah, they're they're very, uh, I don't know. Whatever I think that's also like the only time they say them. It's like the first time. No, they, they say them a lot. Yeah. I think she calls the, the kid with the deep voice being a lot. Uh, I guess but. I just blacked it all out. And I was just like bald kid and squirrel voice girl. That's what was for me. <laughs> Well, it's enough of a fever dream, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to transition that into the second time around, but let, let's head over there. Hey, nice junk. So, Van Me could be a Mirage character. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's like, what, like it, it's funny because like I, I, I have kid every time I do that. Uh, that bit but it's like 
No, a lot of them do feel like they could be Mirage characters. Yeah, I'm not kidding when I agree with you. Like it's like it's legit. Like well, yeah, they they could easily make sense because like Eastman worked on this show. Yeah, well, they could very easily fight a vampire who needs her heart, and you know, if Venus was in Mirage and was with the turtles, could very easily have the heart, and she could try to get her heart back. Like yeah. this, this does sound like it could be a plot in a Mirage comic book. Now, granted. What is presented on screen does not feel like it would be in the Mirage comic book, but the concepts could be there. I remember, like, Spencer, the first time me and you talked when you were like, do you want to be on this podcast? I was like, I, I just try and find something good or at least interesting about every iteration. I remember mentioning this to you that, like, in the next mutation, there's a cool bit where, like, it turns out Venus is supposed to protect the world from this vampire getting her heart. And like when you say that, like that's really cool. But then when you see it on screen, it's like, well, that's not all that happens. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Like it, it could be cooler. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that I have a cat toy that looks like that vampire heart. Like it's a bulb with like octopus arms, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of. It. It's pretty much. Yeah, it's octopus. Yeah. It like it, it's weird that it like they keep they keep calling it a uh, like a fruit. Yeah, yeah cuz didn't it, like Venus brought medicine. it back she she thought it was some like shrivel It's like in her it's like in her box of like herbs and yeah. uh, healing healing fruit and stuff. We're not in anchovies. Okay. Um so <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, um, I, that wasn't yeah, a bad thing. It was just I the just one that she talks about all the time having. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have we seen that box before? No. Not that so. I rec- recollect. Mm-mm. No, we haven't. Also, like, I, I I know in the episodes that we've watched so far, like they've talked about like her doing like Shinobi stuff, um, but we've never seen her throw fireballs before, right? No, Mm-mm. or like Maybe even the attempt first to. So she did some fire. Like thing. we see it in the theme song. Yeah, a lot of the theme song is from these episodes. Yeah, because yeah. like we've seen yeah because we've seen Von Mee before. Uh, before this but but only in the in the the opening the the, the theme song yeah yeah that, that's what i meant like we've yeah. seen her in in the theme song yeah um there's a part in, in the ending uh, theme there's a part where like wick is in a toilet and i can't wait for us to get that, <laughs> that episode. there's a there's a part where we see i think it i think it's in uh my episode uh where the turtles like all like all five of them grab their gear because uh, they're all like on like this like weapons rack, but it's like it's such a dinky weapons rack. And then Venus like very specifically has like these like marbles that she like. It's like, it's gra- like it, they're like the Benoit balls almost. Yeah, those where you like rotate them in your hand. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is interesting that she doesn't even have like the fans in this show that she was drawn with. Instead, she's just got balls that she just throws. Like that. That's her weapons. <laughs> But it's like, yeah. but it's like, it's, it's a step of a grappling hook, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's like she grabs those, but she never like uses them. And, and she like her whole thing is like the fireballs that she that she like takes forever to well, generate. Are those the, like the sticky balls she's always throwing on people? I thought are so. they like, yeah. I mean, I don't I mean, know. Because she, she, she eventually she always inevitably she's throwing goo at folks. And it's like it starts throwing goo in, form. in this one. She throws on it like a light switch and takes it out. So she's used them before, but okay. 
Um, the, I, I'm pretty sure the first time they fought Bone Steel, she threw one and it turned into like a bolo or something. Yeah, she's kind of like she's like a, she's like the gadget one. Yeah, that's why I'm, I, I think they just have it do whatever so they can write themselves out of a corner whenever they need to. Also, speaking of Bone Steel, after this episode, I decided that like if if they ever decide to bring Bone Steel back, yeah, I don't think they will because of issues with Saban and things like that. It seems like it's kind of probably it probably imagine it's probably hard for like IDW or anyone to be able to use these characters due to rights issues. Um, but if he ever comes back, it should be like as a vi- vampire or monster hunter specifically, like instead of like making him just like a hunter of. Like Van Helsing, of Bone everything. Steel. Yeah, yeah, more like a, a Van Helsing kind of monster hunter role. Uh, I think that would work. We don't I, have a we don't have a vampire in IDW, huh? No, we should. I, I'm honestly like I am way I'm for the turtles fighting more vampires. It it doesn't happen incredibly often, but it's it's a good fun idea. Like why not? I also like to think that it's possible that Bone Steel is just crazy enough that he thinks he's done all that and he just happens to have garlic around. Because he's yeah. also like very homeless. So like how did he get to seven yeah, continents he, he, to, he, to hunt vampires? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Vampires are are cool. And there's I mean, we have a few comic book issues where they have fought vampires, like the there's a guest era issue where that happens, and then Raph gets in volume four, there's there's some vampire stuff as well. So yeah, I'm totally down for seeing more of it if they want to give it to us. Y'all ever watch uh, the Venture Brothers? Yes. Speaking of Bone Steel, he shoots himself with like three trank darts in this series. I gotta think he's like the sea captain from Venture Brothers, where he's just hooked on trank darts. <laughs> I like to see that. Yeah, he's accidentally shooting himself. Yeah. What does he say? He always says they're like it's enough to take down. I think in this one it's a walrus. Yeah, like a walrus. Wait, who's drinking walruses? (laughs) Also, his the chair he has is an electric chair. I had never noticed that before, but it's like a prison chair. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, God, because it feels like forever ago when I watched the first episode. um, Donatello's like electric uh, skateboard. His electric, his gas-powered yeah. remote control skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he likes at the park. He goes nuts. Yeah, That's, I love I the mean, park. They did like the '90s square split montage. Like it's like suddenly yeah. you're watching like a Vans tour or something. Uh, which like it it is kind of funny that the turtles like go like go to a skate park and then you know basically are filming early you know late '90s skateboarding videos. <laughs> I can imagine uh, how many like for like thrasher or something. Yeah. Uh, I would have broken every Turtle bone in my body. List, Turtlepedia lists that as a turtle-fied skateboard, so it's definitely not a cheapskate. Oh, okay. Certified um, turtle-fied. What are these episodes? I can't remember which We're one. We're not quoting two thousand three here, Spencer. <laughs> why is why is two thousand three getting getting strays here? Uh, yeah. There's a poster for Batman and Robin in one of these episodes. It's like outside the police I think department. You mentioned that, but I haven't seen I, it yet. There was a like a, I saw there was like a movie billboard. I wouldn't be surprised if they like reused the same footage. That's very possible. Yeah. Well, speaking but, of though, reused, mine was like a, it was like a big billboard, so it was like up top. Like speaking of this uh, was too reused, it was above the police department. Yeah, it's probably the same probably. clip. I yeah. bet. <laughs> speaking of reused footage, the. Uh, the turtles like every time they leave the lair like yeah that's the same clip 
they also drive down the same street with like the shipping containers on it. Yeah. And they drive over the same trash. <laughs> and it was yeah. the gearing uh, up thing. Also the piece, time. the piece fell off of Raf's bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, but it was, it, it was, it was funny because like there it's the same footage we always see of the turtles driving by uh, the shipping containers, but this time specifically like, they're like, Oh, we missed our turn. And it's like, I don't think 12th street is off of shipping container Avenue. I like their just the audacity to just be like, you know what? These dumb kids will never notice. Yeah. (laughs) They're definitely not going to analyze this in 30 years on some podcast. DVD. DVD. What's that? Never, never even met her. (laughs) Um, which, which of the cuts is Venus learning in this? Did anybody like pull out their IDW? books and see okay so i did try i did try to uh, and it's hard because there's no closed captioning on like the youtube videos Mm -hmm. so i i it's hard to hear what she is like what she's saying um it doesn't feel japanese because like oh like the the words she's saying yeah the words she's saying to me it sounds like like the racist like a racist caricature of what a chinese person would say it I don't think off. it's that. Um but it's but it but it is weird because it's like I, I do feel like there's something there. I feel like they were trying to go for something more than like calling the Chinese person a, a shinobi. Like mm-hmm. it feels like they put some effort in there. It's not it's not like she's saying like chow mein, you know, kung pao. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and because really like and I've said this before, like these stories, like they're not bad ideas. Like this one's a pretty dark kind of like crazy story where she's like, she's really just trying to get her heart back and everyone else is trying to murder her. Yeah. Which is really cool. And then they, you know, three stooges it, but you know, like I, I could actually believe that like they're, they were like putting some real work to come into like some pretty great concepts and characters. Yeah. yeah, going back going back to what I was saying. In fact, I just turned on the uh, auto-generated closed captioning, and it does all the English words, but but stops right when she starts uh, doing her spells. Yeah, they're like, we're not touching that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're not, even even the auto captions like we're not touching that. One. Yeah, even the robots so, like I'm not that racist. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's 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 hard to say, like, because yeah. it's definitely the way she the way uh, she's delivering the line, like it's not it's not intended to be goofy. Like when like uh splinter in the 87 series would like shout Sakajawea, like he was trying to be like oh, a Japanese fuck. word. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's weird, but yeah, I, 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 I even tried looking up like the technique she was doing. I even did it for like Leo in the first episode when he talks about how, um, how like ninjas don't hunt. And I was like, I feel like that's wrong. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like assassins would, by their very nature, that's kind of and what so, they do. And so I went down like a rabbit hole of like different jutsu, <laughs> like from Naruto. Like, there's yeah, gotta before be you know it, you had like your your headband on. You were just running through the park. Yep, arms doing to the, your sides, doing the, yep, doing the Naruto <laughs> run. What are you doing? I'm researching TMNT. You're a forty year old man. What are you doing? <laughs> You're getting winded. Shut up, kid. I'm faster than you. Aerodynamic. <laughs> Shadow clone jitsu. Yeah. So, but yeah, like 
it it feels like it felt like they were trying to like like Cody was saying like it felt like they were trying with this episode with, with these episodes because um, it, it feels like they're trying to set up a lot bigger stuff and like maybe maybe like a potential like arc for Venus yeah and I mean Vami wasn't really dead at the end we heard her talking in the vase yeah and she owes the elemental vampire so like they were they were gearing up for a season two uh, my last note here going back to bone steel I'm sorry guys to keep talking I'm Bones no, never, never apologize. I'm, I'm here for totally, the never apologize have, for talking about the best character in this. Show. He's totally doing like comments. a like a Jim Varney, and all I want to see is like Bone Steel, uh, scared stupid. Bone Steel <laughs> goes to camp, you know, like Jim, just, yeah, Jim Varney, yeah, Ernest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, thousand yeah. percent. I love Bo- I love when they break his arrows, and he's like, "Do you have any idea what those things cost?" <laughs> like, yeah. As an adult, oh god, I feel that it's like, "Damn it, my arrow!" <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I wouldn't even care if you just kept him and used him yourself. It's yeah. at least less wasteful than breaking <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> it's like so, so he seems to have a, to like snap his arrow. Yeah, he seems to have a, a working knowledge of skateboarding too, because uh, Raphael says so like 360 and he's like that's like a 180 yeah, yeah. he's a renaissance man he's a yeah, renaissance truly, man. Truly. he's been he's been around the world yeah um, i bet he's also like into shakespeare at the same time would totally surprise everyone well oh I, mean, I forgot yeah there is a part where they do quote shakespeare um what was it oh he, he is dropping, <laughs> he's he's dropping quite, yeah he's like, quite learned yeah um, oh let me see because because donatello says like uh out, out, what is it? I have it here. Um, ba, 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 out, out, brief candle, which is from uh, Macbeth, I think. And I believe he was talking to Bone Steel. And Bone, I forget what Bone Steel was saying, but I'm pretty sure it was also something from Macbeth. So yeah, he he's truly a Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Really, he is you, man. Some of the, one of the one of the best character, one of the best additions to Team NT lore is Bone he Steel. Is. Do, do you think he also does his own taxidermy then as well? I mean, all those animals oh, are probably done by him. Oh yeah, he's he's a, he's a craftsman. He's not he's not yeah. like farming that out. He's doing it. My wow. favorite line of his in this series is the glorious glorious retribution. Yep. <laughs> it's so over the top. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Like, he is a great character. Like. When you there's there's the moments where he's like he's doing like the goofy faces you're like oh okay maybe but like when he's hamming it up I'm here for it. That, that's just yeah. that's the talent of uh, Scott McNeil. Yeah, he was the only one who correctly uh, he correctly assessed that this show was so incredibly stupid that he could just do whatever the hell he wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> so like, like oh, there's a guy the, in a gorilla I, suit, so I guess I could just do whatever, right? Yeah. The other villains ham it up too. Like Val, Von Mee has some good hamming. Like I love yeah. her as a character too. I think she's yeah. super fun. I think she's played by like some Canadian model. I kind of uh, kind of looked up Yeah, her. so she's yeah, played like, by she's played by a Canadian model. Well, it's, it says she's a Canadian actress, uh, Kira Clavel or Clavel. I'm here for it. She's gorgeous. So, uh, I so uh, she's played by her, and then her voice is Saffron Henderson, uh, who I think we've mentioned before, but she Harry and uh, the Hendersons, yeah, uh, definitely not Henry, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> uh, but she played uh, she played Goku uh, or young Goku and young Gohan in Dragon Ball in Dragon Ball Z, mm. probably. Probably is part of the ocean dub. I love the ocean dub. Me too. Should we uh, start talking about the things we didn't love so much? Yep. It's time to, time to put some anchovies on this pizza. 
No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call legend low. What Where is, to start? Yeah. What is going on with Bing and Chichu's voices? Like oh, that is not an know, anchovy for me. It's I, <laughs> it started as an anchovy for me, but by the end I was loving it. You know, uh, his yeah. voice is good, but even even like the squirrely girl, I realized at some point it like it starts off super annoying and then it flipped in my head and I was like delightful. So I, just, I don't like, know if they like I guess I would I would have found it funnier. I would have found it funnier if like the kids weren't so bad. Like the uh kid that plays Bing is just just bad. <laughs> just He's got nice nails though. They, he's they got yeah, he's got nice those, no, yeah. got nice painted black nails. Yeah. I don't know. He's the for me, it's like, why, why they're vampires? Like, why are their voices like this? Like, it'd be one thing if they were like supposed to be possessed, right? Or something like that. But, like, why on earth does being a vampire correlate with having a bizarre voice? Like, uh, vocal cords, even though you may remain immortal, <laughs> your vocal cords don't. So, your, your vocal sure cords go through puberty. Yeah. And, uh, well, did they even go through puberty because like you know they're children vampires it's true yeah, exactly. that's the tragedy like, of golden vampires you're locked in that state forever like did they dub them with like the funny voices because the kid actors weren't as good as they wanted them to be and so they needed no, to i mean it them, seems like they just like, like dubbed everyone's voice just on a matter of principle yeah well uh, they dubbed everyone's voice but they had like the I, I imagine that Van Me was dubbed by the actress who played her. I, I don't think that, that little no, boy no, was. No, I just said it was a different himself. actress. A oh, different it did? Actress. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just said oh. it was a different actress. Uh, yeah. That was uh, Saffron Henderson. That means, I'm, that means I'm in love with two people then. Uh, so, uh, so the kids were played by uh, Lauren Akemi Bradley, who played Chichu. Uh, she has gone on to still be an actress. Uh, doing a lot of kind of bit parts all over the place. Uh, uh, Bing was played by Justin soon who stopped acting after this show. <laughs> wow. It's a, it's a heavy, There's a lot of people. Like if you look up show. the, like the writers and stuff, it's like known for Ninja Turtles. And like, they really didn't do anything after this. They show. never recovered. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. But going back to, uh, no, actually, never mind. Cut that. Cut that. I was thinking we're ahead. Yeah. So, so here, here in like the first episode, though, like while we're still kind of sitting back at the beginning of the the story, they say it's Hummer Night, right? And they're like, it's time for Hummer Night, and then they go skating. Like, like, well, how's a Hummer Night if they're if they're going? Did they say skating? Hummer Night? I thought they were just they just Good said they were going question. Out. It's always no. Hummer Night in Turtle. <laughs> yeah. It's right. just like, it's Hummer Night. And then it, I was like, what are you? It's like the way they all like get excited to like go leave and stuff. Um, like they don't always keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode uh, they go out in their Hummer. Yeah. And, and then I also thought that the the weird X game, apparently that was a thing they did during Dasher commercials, but the weird screen splitting thing while they're skating. Like, what, yeah. Yeah. What was, was up with choice. that? They're going for it. It's extreme, man. It's extreme. Because you can't, you can't just do one camera shot. Like, there's so much you have to cover and show. Like, you can't contain the awesomeness. Yeah. Right. 
I didn't understand. I'm jumping to the end of the first episode here, but uh, Leo like lures the vampires into this hole. And we've seen these vampires transform into bats. I mean, they're immortals. I assume they have some sort of super strongness and or can climb. But they're apparently just completely incapacitated by a hole in the ground. And the turtles just leave after that. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Finish them I mean, off. Have you, ever, have you ever tried to climb the walls in a dirt hole, Keith? Fair, I, I suppose. <laughs> fair, but yeah. But yeah, why can't? But he's they like, do? I have, and let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I've dug my own grave. Let died. me tell you what. Local <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy buried alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dug your own grave. I have. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I think that definitely another thing, though, that this whole this whole series of episodes could have used is like raising. Van me as a as a threat or making her like more of like a, a threat level. I'll, because I'll argue she was a good person in this up in the like she was not the villain. Uh, I mean they're they're vampires and they're supposed no, to No, she be. was the victim though, because like, like there's a point where she goes up to she she asks she says like please to Venus to like can she get her heart back? Because she just doesn't want to die. <laughs> but but it was taken in the first place for a reason, right? Like Still, but you know you well, can't I mean, that's, at that's some point you like, served we your time it's been a thousand we years, never you know? we never like really hear the reason why like we're just told it's been taken from her because she's a vampire and vampires yeah. are, are bad but it's like see I, I put that together with uh, I think Venus says that like killing a vampire is a shinobi rite of passage in some yeah, way so I, yeah. I kind of thought that maybe Chun E is that the her, her teacher chung chungi i think chungi yeah, yeah chung-y. i thought maybe he had taken that heart in preparation for her like final trial to become a shinobi but then he died you know mm. um that's what i piece together whether or not that's true here or there but it, it is not a bad headcanon it, it is not a bad it's head funny because that that's kind of like the plot line in a video game i'm, I'm playing right now uh-huh. is like you uh, one of the characters is like, I have to kill, uh, I have to kill this thing because it's it's a rite of passage, and then uh, you find out that the thing she has to kill is like a person, and it's not a good idea. <laughs> and that's kind of the vibe I was getting with like maybe Van Mee's not the bad guy here because I have that well, fresh in my head. She I also think, like yeah. she doesn't have a villainous plot. She literally just wants her heart back. She's not like. Yeah. She's not going after humans. She's she goes to like the blood bank and is just eating blood bags. So it's like, and she's really just she's like, I don't want to die in four days. And the turtles are like, nah. <laughs> well, that's you know what that's the thing is like the the turtles aren't even like trying to get her at first. They're literally like that's a human problem. Yeah, vampires don't drink turtle blood. Yeah, yeah. which seems odd. I don't know. Like they don't know that they don't drink turtle blood though, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's I mean, that's what they, they reason that at the beginning of episode two. But but like my my thing is, is like if they would have just tweaked things a little bit and been like, Vammy is like a vampire like queen, and her coming back to life, she will like start like a new era of like vampires reigning over humans and using them as livestock or. Or something, you know, upping yeah. the menace threat here and like upping the stakes to make it so that we care. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you are kind of like, you know, maybe the turtles really aren't all that wrong for being like, yeah, whatever, just give her her heart back. 
No, like, you know, I like, thought, like, yeah, like, right on, like, as much as, like, the whole, like, screw humans, like, Raph, <laughs> Raph was in the right spot. He's like, I don't know, like, sir, it's her heart, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not our we just, problem. We just found it, yeah. It would be like giving someone, you know, their wallet back, right? Yeah. No, for, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced in this episode, I watched it as the turtles are villains, especially Venus is a huge villain, and justice for Von Me. <laughs> uh, but even with her like implying that she is the villain and that she's evil and that she'll go around just killing a whole ton of people and things like that you know if they don't take care of her from that perspective it's like the turtles just don't look like heroes at all and are just jerks like the whole episode long, like this whole for all four of these episodes like the turtles are just like yeah whatever i don't care oh this means a whole lot to you does it venus yeah, well, yeah. Uh, screw you. We're gonna, we're gonna just gonna while you're asleep, go take this heart back to V, like back to Vamia. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we're sick of it jumping around our lair. Like they are. Well, and that's, I, I think that's the point where Raph learns that they want to kill Venus, which <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of sways the opinion. But part two of this whole thing is almost completely worthless, except for that one part. Because like, yeah, they don't even wake up Venus for some reason. Um. And they just like run away at the end, and everything resets. It's like why, why part two? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is very slow paced, you know. Like why part two? And throughout all through like for a long time in part two, we have Van Me just like pining for her heart, like spending so much time just yes. being like, "Oh my heart, I wish yeah. I had it." Oh, this, this could have this could have easily heart. been a three parter. <laughs> Why didn't the kids find the heart? Partner. Why didn't the kids like find the heart beforehand? Like they knew it was in New York. Why didn't they know like kids. where? Yeah, exactly. They don't have. They can't get a passport because they're kids. That must be. It. They, they don't need it. They, they they just fly there on bat wings. Like <laughs> also, Raph <laughs> tickle fights those kids, which I thought was impossibly stupid. Yeah, doesn't he punch one of the kids? Like he punches. Doesn't he like punch out or kick the boy kid? He might. All I remember is him tickling him, though. Which was... Yeah, then he tickles the girl. Oh, which also, like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I, it does annoy it's, me when it's like, people always like, tickle yeah. kids. <laughs> and they think it's cute like, when the kid's like, stop, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, don't do that, folks. Leave those kids alone. The, uh, especially, it felt like in, in part three, it especially felt like the sound effects really overstayed their welcome in that in that oh, episode. God. There was one point where like Venus is like her her life is a wreck. She's like, I'm the worst shinobi ever. It's like very dramatic moment. And they play like the most comedic, ridiculous sound effect when Splinter comes up to her. It's almost yeah. like they might have done like the sad they should have just done the sad trombone, like the wah wah wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, there's like she tries to shoot the fireball, and there's like a crowd booing when she doesn't do it. It's like, what the hell's that about? Yeah, and there's like, there's like a, like a, a bunch of like weird sound effects, like when Leo is like giving a speech, and like, um, he's like, he, it's it's when he's talking. Um, God, I can't remember what episode it is now, but he's like tapping his short his sword to his like chest, uh, and like talking about how they're gonna go on the hunt or something. And it's like it's kind of like serious for Leo. Like it, it's a good like leader moment. And it's like boink boink boink. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like they gave it's like when we discovered the soundboard. Remember, we were just messing with it. <laughs> yeah. I swear, that's exactly what the show is. And and again, internet, I'm begging you, make a cut of this show without all the stupid sound effects. It would be so much better. It would improve the quality of the show so like, much. But keep the whoosh 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 whoosh. We need the whooshing. <laughs> or we won't know uh, their you know, Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um but there's also like even just like moments where it's like da 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 like, like giving like a little like George yeah there's at one point leo does and... like a leo does like a voice that's clearly not his like that's yeah. not oh like yeah range. Voice. oh like... that's when they're fight when they're fighting in the in like the tire shop in the, in the, in yeah. the, in the car shop yeah. and it's like he's like stop right up boy. like he's doing like a carnival bar barker <laughs> yeah. i'm like stop right up boys there's a tire region one ever one of you and he's like uh and it, it's it's so out of character for leo um, yeah. but it's like not out of character for this Leo of this series. Um, but that just that reminded me because I, I forgot to write that down. But it's like Leo's throwing these tires onto Von Me to like capture her, like three stooges style. But they're like the whole thing is like they're in a mechanic shop, but these are clearly like inner tubes because they obviously couldn't yep, use tires like, for the stunt they're, they're like super inflated too like why do, have, inflated, why do you have like full, black full, donut inner tubes <laughs> yeah. um and it's like sledding, you can even like. see like you can even see like the seam when she's like rolling around um it was just it was it was so cheap looking yeah and, and like always, and this like, shows this show's already super cheap looking and so yeah, it's and like that was even worse they have sometimes where they have they almost have good fight choreography and then like the fight's over because you're stuck in tires and it's like, or they <laughs> or they have bone steel like swing a pipe at leo and he ducks his head into his shell and then they just like flip the image and do, do yeah, they, the re- exact they same did that like again. twice like they made yeah. like, the same yeah. joke twice. And, and not only that it was in like three different episode recaps <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's yeah. like they were so proud of that well and then like scaling that wall i swear they've used that before it goes on forever. Oh and yeah, they use it like, like four times throughout these yeah. episodes. It's and like incredibly you know, where, slow. where Mikey's like winding himself up on like a little fishing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Forever, and they get to the top. They look like to be super duper stealthy. Then they all yell, "It's green time!" and jump over the wall. It's like, Geez, yeah. Louise. When did "It's green time" become their catchphrase? I, I don't know. I feel they like have. they haven't been they haven't been saying that the whole time. I, I feel like the show is just like fishing. Like fishing, maybe for like the new catchphrase, yeah. or I don't know. Like it's just it's either going to try everything, or they're just giving like a thousand catchphrases so that they can have like a ton of different things to put on all the toys and merchandising. Yeah, like, I, mean, know, like I mean that's, that's fair because we are toys. we are a few years away from 2003 coining certified turtle fied. True. Yeah. Yeah. There's some yeah. weird kind of like like somebody was a time traveler somehow. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's proof time um, travel exists. The, the one. Uh, saying from 2003 that never caught on that I kind of wished did. Excuse me, is uh, it's time to apply some turtle wax, but wax was like when you hit something whack. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. It it never caught on, but like early merchandise has that on it. It's really. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I have like a uh, playing cards and like that's on the Joker or something. I, I wonder how much they were like also just trying to distance themselves from Cowabunga. For like yeah. a little while there, like trying to make it so that it wasn't something that was just like stuck yeah. uh, to the turtles. And that's kind of why we also have like a thousand different catchphrases being used. Have they said Cowabunga in this show yet? 
I don't think they have. Like I said, I think they were trying to distance themselves from it. Like, like not, not as in like me, like we're far away from the, you know, it's just like, they didn't want that cartoon to be the definitive Ninja Turtles thing, yeah. you know, and, and the things that came from it. I'm going to keep an ear out for Cowabunga going forward, but there's no way in hell I'm going back to watch the other episodes to see if there's a <laughs> yeah, I'm too far into this. Yeah. Speaking of, I, I think I mentioned this four-parter weirdly was in February of 98. Uh, there's a break between November and February, and then again until April. So, like, this was the only Turtles thing for, like, four months. Which is it was weird. rough. It was rough as a kid. Yeah. The Turtles drought. Um, let's see. My last anchovy that I have is uh, this super elemental vampire. Like she summons it, and it just takes her to where the heart is, but doesn't like. It's, it's it seems like it's such a big like deal and like yeah, because she's like, making it's a last ditch effort, and all it does is just she, like, like calls him like the ancient her. prince, and yeah. it's like is he he's the elemental vampire. Uh, he's literally just first, like a giant prince of the first blood is, yeah. is what she calls him at one point and it's like you're building him up and then he like he comes in and just like just rips on her just, just constantly making fun of her and, and it's like he doesn't do any like he doesn't even appear he's just he's just a glowing orb yeah and then yeah he just teleports Elemental. her right where she needs to be to die yeah and then and then it's like that's it like she doesn't like she dies and then he doesn't like go with Bing and Chichu to go like get her ashes at the end. Like he, he it just, he just disappears too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like Bambi never really got the upper hand throughout the entire story. And I feel like that's what really made mm-hmm. parts two and three feel so unnecessary is that like she, she never has the upper hand. Like the only person that gets the upper hand is bone steel when he captures the turtles. Uh, yeah, like he's the point. only one that keeps like constantly like being a threat, like, like <laughs> being a threat. Like he's a, he's a bigger threat to the turtles than like Dragon Lord. Yeah, yeah. and like, then Van Mee. Yeah, there's not a point where Van Mee ever like even really gets close to getting her heart back into her chest. Like yeah, it, it's it's tropey know. writing, but she should have gotten the heart in her chest, and then yeah, or we should have seen like the gaping chest void, and the heart is almost slipping into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it just needed to feel close at some point, or in episodes two or three, she actually does get the heart, and so then they have to find some sort of other backup alternative plan to do it. Like it's it's tropey writing, but at the same time, this is this is storytelling. Like this this is how it works. It, it, otherwise, the other episodes just feel like unnecessary dragging the thing out until we finally get to Vami dying. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, they're kind of just like tormenting her for four episodes. Yeah. yeah. Like, she just of, slowly, sadly dies. Speaking yeah. of storytelling, like the the ending to episode four, like really feels like kind of the end of the season. Like yeah. that, like the speech that Venus gives, like uh, talking about like everything she's done since she's gotten here, and like like these episodes, like you know, this was uh. Yeah, uh, was it 11, 11 through 15 or 12 through 13 to 16, 13 to 16 order. And it's like, so yeah. this, this is like, this is like the middle of the season. And it's like, she, she gives this speech, like it's the end of the season. And so it's, it's 13 through 16 airing order in production right. order. These were 22 to 25. So this kind of was the end of the, end of the series. Oh, well, there is one more episode it. after yeah. it in production order. Well, yeah. Wait, really? Cause this is the. I think the production order that like, these are in the middle of the season. 
No, in the production season, order, the season code, in. the season, the season code for this, uh, I'm just looking at it as like E, you know, 12, E12, E13, E15, 16. Yeah, that, the list you're looking at has them in airing order, uh, the order that they aired in. The production order, though, was is what's on the DVDs, and this arc comes just before the last episode. Yeah, you got to go to the, like the main Ninja Turtle uh, next mutation page. There's an episode list that has them side by side. Anyway, yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, interesting. I feel like there's definitely more we could complain about, but maybe it's time to get to I love being a turtle. Sounds good to me. Oh, I love being a turtle. Turtle skating. Turtle skating is is cool. It's fun. I've always <laughs> liked it ever since I was a kid. Uh, also, it's incredibly impressive what these guys were able to do in those suits on skateboards. Oh, I know. Yeah, like they they are able to pull off, you know, even just the fighting too. Like they're able to pull off a lot more well, in these suits than you really think they would be able to. I mean, I I can't even do like an ollie on on a skateboard at all. Like I, I can't get the wheels off the ground. So the fact that these guys can do it in a turtle suit will just just astounds me. Yeah, I, well, my bones would just be jelly at the end of this. Like, I yeah. would have broken them into a fine powder. Yeah. When people yeah. talk about the suits being crappy, like, the, these suits and the, the Timothy 3 suits, which I like both of them, actually, they were made this way so they would be actual mobile. So, like, there's a reason these ones are, like, the actual, the most, like, ninja-like suits where they can do the moves because they, they built them for that purpose. Where it's, like, the earlier ones. Like, a, a different like you're inside, of, like, a fridge. You know, yeah, and and the, don't worry, these ones are like super cheap on top of that. So like you can, you know, when they're like moving their arms, you can see how like flimsy that is or whatever. Well, it's like you you can see like where it where like the suits kind of rotting in some places too. Yeah, like, yeah, or like and tearing actually, the rubber. You can tell they there's there's a part in this episode you can tell they don't want to mess up the suits. Like uh, Raph gets he gets tranked and they, they do the trank onto his leather strap very specifically. Yeah. Cause they're like, but it's like also they, when they, suit. when they do that, he switches to like, uh, it switches to like a stunt head and it's actually like a pretty decent like look on his face. And it's like, Oh, that's actually kind of, that actually kind of looks cool. Yeah. yeah. They're really like, even just them sitting around talking, you can kind of tell they're getting like the, the facial animatronics. Yeah, pretty good. Better yeah, too. Good, good movement. Like, it does make sense if this was filmed later where they had like worked yeah. out a lot of that stuff. You can tell like Raph kind of bites his own teeth and his, his jaw kind of tightens up while Splinter's yeah. talking to him and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Um, Guys, this whole vampire heart thing is just awesome. Like on paper. Right. Yeah, it's a great, so cool. it's a great story idea. Yeah. Yeah, like I like Van Me as a concept. Like the turtles should fight vampires. And Venus having this heart of a vampire that she's supposed to guard and protect everyone from, like, it is a cool idea. Yeah. I also like they they addressed my one I was like the whole time I was like, just put the damn heart in the sun, guys. And then they do address like we put it out there for like a half an hour. Yeah. Nothing happened. Mikey put it up on the roof for a half <laughs> yeah. hour. Yeah. It's like good. Thank you. Someone Which, like, was thinking why, thinking. Why didn't that affect it though? Yeah, like why it's can't they destroy thing. the heart? Yeah, there's also there's several scenes in this where like they're obviously like afraid of the sun, but then the way it's lit, they're clearly standing in front of a window. It's <laughs> <was> like okay, <laughs> that's just shifty vampire lore. Yeah. <laughs> I love when uh, when Splinter first finds the heart. I, I forget it's like in a it's like next to the mayo or something while he's making a sandwich. 
He picks it up and he sniffs it and he just goes, evil. Yeah. 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 Like crazy. Oh, it's so over the top. Classic evil smell. Um, they... I know I ride on part two, but I will say, even though it's completely unnecessary, I do think it proves that Venus is not the worst part of the show. Because part no, two, she's... like, she's not in hardly any of it. It's still pretty, really terrible. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah. Venus is arguably yeah, like she, the best she turtle. She's nowhere near show. as bad as people say. Like say she is. Like it, it, it really is. She's just in a bad show. Yeah, like she's just Ven- associated with this show so, so hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ven- Venus is like not what made girl. this show bad. No, <laughs> no, not even, not even a little bit. In fact, this is like the most she's done in like seven episodes. I mean, she hasn't really done anything outside the. The first five-parter and then the, the one with the staff, right? Yeah, no, this is a good plot to be around her. You know, yeah. man, I'm, I'm like starting to think about IDW now and already like coming up with ideas for what I do. But she's got that dragon scale in her, right? Like what yeah. if some sort of like dragon guy, it comes after it at some point or like some sort of or monsters of dragons, or something, if you will. Yeah, oh yeah, maybe, my god, maybe. what if Van Mee wants it to put it in her heart? Oh my god, IDW, hire us. Come on. Yeah, like 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 you could you can use this and she can have to protect the, the dragon scale that's inside of her from from something that's hunting it. I mean, it could even be like Jujutsu Kaisen kind of stuff where it's like, you know, you've got like other supernatural beings that want to use it to boost their their reign so and power or whatever. It's, like it, it's funny her. you mentioned that because like the shriveled up version of the heart where they, they keep thinking it's a stinky fruit, uh-huh. uh look like a Sukuna finger. Kind of a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like, oh, that looks familiar. So, anyway, Jujutsu Kaisen, by the way, for people who don't watch current anime, is is like... Uh, fantastic. It's a fantastic uh, anime. It, it is really good. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen season two yet, um, but... Yeah, but it, it's pretty much like you've got these guys that use curses that go to hunt curses. Curses are pretty much like demons. Uh, they're, they're 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 demon hunters it, it's high yeah, school high demon school hunters. demon hunters yeah it, so, anyway it's really good it's but really good they they can consume like cursed objects like these different demons you know curses can consume other cursed objects to become more powerful and anyway, so that that's what i mean by like they go after that dragon scale so that they can become even more powerful and maybe they'll wish upon it and go to dragon land and their adventures will never end but <laughs> IDW, hire us. Well, no, um, not if we just, not if Spencer just admitted that we're copying Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, we won't copy it, copy it. But, you know, it can be <laughs> literally inspired. Now you just Daredevil. got us out of a job. Thanks, it's, Spencer. It's just as inspired as the Turtles are, exactly, of Death yeah, Daredevil or the, Jenica by She-Hulk, you know? Another great thing, though, about, about these episodes is that they say, I love being a turtle a lot in them, especially the third episode. They do. They they say it's it's, it's <laughs> it is the best. It's the best turtles catchphrase, hands down. It is. It, to uh, me, it is the best one. Speaking of the third episode, and speaking of Bone Steel, yet again, he dresses a chair in this episode with even like a doily on his head and everything. Yeah. It was amazing. He's oh a master God. of disguise. <laughs> Urban <know>. camouflage. It's <laughs> incredible. Well, he's also like at one point he's like in a he's in a, like a garbage in the street like how long is he sitting in the street in the pile of garbage just waiting for the turtles <laughs> right. to come by <laughs> he's, oh, man. he's a master of his craft <laughs> I know I like too that like Leo's trying to get the one up on him by hunting him like yeah, yeah like, Leo know? like it, he like Leo finds his book or something right 
Well, he I finds think, multiple books. He just does like yeah, a whole yeah, ton he, of he's, research. Yeah, he's learning how to become a hunter. Like that was his thing. Yeah. He's like, when Splinter tells him like, there's no, there's no ninja training to cover that. And Leo's like, well, let's invent one. Yeah. And then like, yeah. that's when he's like reading about like Zulu hunting from Africa and like. It's almost um, like Bone Steel should be his sensei. That's a nice. Well, that's it's a like, free it, idea. It's, it's funny that they set like that. <laughs> they're setting up Bone Steel to be like Leo's rival in this show. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Leo need Leo has needed something to do. Yeah, no, and, and him like <laughs> him being like the the driven like leader and like one that's like probably the most into training. Like it, it actually is a pretty good idea for him to like figure out what their enemies tactics are and try to like study and and learn them so that he can fight them. Like that's that's also a good idea. Like it's not bad. I did like um, when Splinter he like warns them about moonlight, making it so you know they won't have the cover of darkness. I thought that was it was nice to get like an actual real like ninja y thing where it's like, yeah, you guys gotta you gotta be aware of your surroundings. Well he tries he tries telling them every time they drive away in the hum in the Humvee. Yeah. He's stealthy. He's stealthy. <laughs> He's mainly mad about the price of gas. He's just like, We can't afford this. Well isn't there it's one of these episodes where he's like rattling off everything they've gone through being like it's just all so ridiculous yeah yeah um i think i might be donatello from from next mutation because he says uh he's razzing on venus he's like she's an expert in supernatural organs a thing she didn't know about two days ago which sounds like (laughs) something i have said to someone before (laughs) so (laughs) yeah in this show donnie is like a a reddit atheist That's the best way to describe yeah. it. Oh my god. Yeah, this next mutation Donnie is definitely on Reddit too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ironically, he would hate the TMNT subreddit. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I am not hardly on Reddit anymore. It's been the best thing for me. <laughs> I I just need to get off the internet for the most part too. I just yeah. I don't know. Sometimes interacting with with fandom, especially when you get outside of the circle of people who are like, I don't know, the listeners of your podcast and you get outside your circle. It can get very obnoxious. Oh, geez. I wonder what, I wonder what brought that feeling on. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's everything we got for uh, this four parter. Um, just wow. <laughs> just, just wow. Honestly, I think that I have enjoyed these episodes more than I have any of the previous ones in this story arc. I, I think actually like this one more. You're not wrong. Like these weren't terrible. Uh, they're just more disappointing because it's like you can see where they could have been better. Yes. Yeah. No, like, like that's the thing is there's there's so many good ideas in it as you watch it. And so it does kind of make it disappointing when they fail to stick the landing. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, this show being yeah. what it is. Yeah, like the show, it you know you can't expect next mutation to be anything other than what it is. So I would like yep. to be surprised, though. Uh, Me too. But yeah, uh, Keith, take us into the news. This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. Wow! Um, I just opened our news document. Holy cow! Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, right uh, here. I told I told Cody he didn't have to post every copy and paste all of that in there. Who wait who who copied and pasted all the the black toy section? Uh that one at yeah. least fit on one page. 
That that's just good. like you. That one you fit. Yeah, that one. I fit just on one page at least. Do you have the Do you have the prices? Uh, well, no, because they didn't announce the prices for NECA mm-hmm. stuff. They never mm-hmm. do. Well, yeah. So, the big thing is, is is Toy Fair, right? That that's why we have so much. Big, toy yeah. News so this the big week. thing we're arguing about is Toy yeah. Fair was this past weekend. Uh, so NECA Super Seven and uh. And Playmates were all there showing off uh, stuff coming for later this year and next year. So NECA made a big show um, at there. So I pull all this information from Pixel Dan's video uh, doing of his walkthrough. So uh, the Year of the Rabbit Usagi 4-pack, which we saw at San Diego Comic-Con, is going to be coming later this year, uh, before the end of the year, supposedly. they revealed this is really the only reveal um, that they did at New York Toy Fair uh, was that there's going to be a Kirby figure based on Kirby from the Donatello micro series. Um, so if you didn't know, that character is based on Jack Kirby, the king of comics, uh, the artist that heavily uh, that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird just adored. Uh, and this was kind of a love letter from uh, Kevin. He kind of pushed for NECA to make this figure uh, and got with the Kirby estate to uh, help them approve that. So this figure wouldn't be happening without Kevin. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the Lawson four packs, the ones that are based off of city uh, return to New York. I always get those two confused. Uh, will be restocked. There's no news on when that is going to be happening. Uh, the Rat King, the Mirage Rat King is going to be coming later this year. In the last Ronin toy line, they're 15 characters deep into the line. Uh, so that includes stuff that hasn't, that's been revealed, but hasn't been uh, released just yet. Um, I imagine we'll there, be seeing the new turtles eventually with re-evolution coming out. Yeah. We'll like see. we, we got to see, we got to be seeing the new, the new turtles. Um, yeah. They do have, they did previously in the year announced, they showed off a, a grandma, April and E figure or yeah. like the very early like baby, like baby render e. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so they said there's going to be too. more to come with a likely new reveal at New York Comic Con, which is also in like a month or two, a couple weeks. Uh, moving on to the movie line, uh, they showed off Shredder's Throne from Secret of the Ooze, which is going to be part of their diorama series. So that's going to be released later. Uh, they are not done with the original movies just yet. They said that there are is more to come. And the Samurai Turtles from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 are going to be released in two packs uh, coming to Walmart at the Walmart CollectorCon, which I believe is in like a week or two. It's like uh, the 13th. It's like, yeah, it's like coming up soon. Uh, so, yeah, actually, the Friday after this episode comes out, um, they don't include the extra stuff that came with the figures. In fact, they did. Um, I think they they released like the solicitation photos today. They actually come with Donatello's like repaired scepter. Yeah, like they don't the come. New, like, they don't come with the ori- They don't come with the original scepter, which is I didn't think they. I didn't think Neko would do that. That's kind of weird. So the only way to get like the actual time scepter was to have gotten the VHS pack. Uh, okay. Moving on to the Universal Monsters line. Um, Leonardo Creature of the Black Lagoon and Werewolf Raph are coming up next. Uh, moving on to Toon, Giant Krang that we saw at San Diego Comic-Con will be fall 2024. Business Suit Casey comes with a split 
foot soldiers. We had bashed foot soldier that came with uh, April. We had slashed foot soldier that came with Casey originally in those two packs. Uh, now we'll have a split down the middle foot soldier. Uh, the sewer lair is, packaging will be on display at New York Comic Con. Uh, Samurai Adventures Usagi will be quarter one, 2024. If you didn't already get the black and white version from, uh, oh, sorry, that's a different figure. Uh, Samurai Adventures Usagi will be quarter one, 2024. Samurai and Space Adventures Turtles 2 pack will be quarter one, 2024, uh, as well as the Punk Turtles and the Evil Rex one figure. So a lot of stuff in that Pixel Dan video. Definitely go check that out. Just, I just see Spencer's name bouncing. Yeah, he's just bouncing around. around. Uh, over, I'm over just at, using it, my my key to scroll down. Yeah, over at uh, Super Seven, uh, they didn't really have a whole lot of reveals. They showed off the latest wave uh, of figures that they have uh, physical versions of. So that was like Genghis Frog, um, Slam Dunk Donatello, and God, that line that wave was announced so long ago. I forgot <laughs> what else was in it. Um, yeah, um, in boxes uh, wing, they have like it was variant. Uh, it was wingnut and screwless, which those looked really good. Yeah, that the 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 wingnut looks incredible. Um, Space Raph, they have him in box. Uh, Triceraton, they had him. Gorilla, Gorilla. Uh, yeah, they had, they had prototypes of those. They didn't have the finished versions, like what I was talking about. Um, and then they also had the final production version of the party wagon, which is just looking very impressive. I have mine all paid off, baby. Nice. Uh, speaking of the party wagon, I forgot for NECA, they also had the reveal of the box art, which is dra- uh, drawn by St- um, Tim Laddie, who's doing Saturday morning adventures. Yeah, it looks really good. Love me some good box art. The Super 7 box art for their party wagon is done by Turbo Pork. Yeah, that, I, I like that one a little bit more, to be honest. But uh, Cody, you put all the Playmates news in there, so I'm going to let you go nuts. All right. So Playmates, they did have a showing um, at Toy Fair. They did it a little different, though, because they showed privately, I guess, they a lot of the stuff that they're planning for the Tales of the TMNT line. So they let people there see it, but not take pictures. So, you know, we'll stay tuned for that. Well, they they do that every year. They've always yeah. done that. That's not, that's not different. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I haven't followed them super closely for oh, a while yeah, now. They, they... But there's that. So there's lots of cool stuff coming. It's, it's super exciting to know that, you know, even though, you know, with everything delayed, the strike and everything, who knows when the show will actually come out or be done. Though apparently they're working on it now because of the different contracts. Um, but they do have the figure lines planned, which makes sense because they got to do those well in advance. But they did show um, there's two in tots, which are kind of like if you took whoopee cushions and put them in cute little tot turtles, you can make them fart, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> they have Michelangelo looks like he's just like bearing <laughs> down, just <laughs> biting his teeth and just letting out the just, biggest fart in the world. <laughs> I love that they went there. That's hilarious and super yeah. fun. It brings back the fun in toys. Um, we have sewer slams, which you slam these and they jump out. Uh, the the Tootin Tots four ninety nine. Playmates great on their prices. Sewer slams apparently five ninety nine. Um, we are getting more 
um, kind of individual releases of the Mutant Mayhem figures. So we're going to get a, a single April figure carded. Previously, she was just available in like a special Target uh, six-pack with the van box. We're getting a single Astronaut Raph, Cowboy Leo, Donna's Spock, and Surfer Mikey. Um, and then another one, April O'Neil and a ho. Oh yeah, April O'Neil and there's a bunch of other mutant toddlers. So if you like the the turtle tots, now we have like the villain tots, just all the baby turtles you want. They even did show off like a a dad splinter figure. Um, before we talked about, I think we brought up like the Brock Steady on like the chopper motor motorcycle, which looks so cool. That one's coming out. $24.99. Uh, we're getting a whole bunch of classic figures. Uh, not only like the 2003 TV series, some reissues of that, but they're putting out, um, you know, classic April, classic Mondo, classic Ray Filet. And we're still going to get uh, Rat King, Metalhead, and Casey Jones. So if you've been liking the reissues, Stellar, they got the retro card art, the whole shebang. They're $11.99. They're. They're putting out again. I think they've seen these. They've done these a few years. They're the original, like, kind of Playmates, one of Playmates versions of, like, the comic turtles, the Mirage sketch turtles. Um, so it's kind of cool to have those again. Those one new thing. They have, like, stitches across their nose. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's where the sketch comes in. Um, so they've put them out various ways. And they've actually, like, the part of their, like, Arch- Archie paint reissues, they actually use those sculpts. Um, one thing I, that seems completely new to me is apparently there's plans for remastered animation turtles where they're sculpted versions inspired by the original animation figures, but have additional details such as scaled skin markings and more articulation. So I'm very curious how that's going to pan out. All four will enable fans to create a special diorama. Um, and then... They did talk about, like, as, as part of the Tales series, there's, they're, they're bringing back, if anybody remembers, in the 2012 line, the mix and match figures, where you can have, you know, you have a body, maybe it has Slash's arm, Leo's head, uh, Metalhead's legs, oh, yeah. just all things where you mash them together. Um, we have Twist and Mutate Deluxe figure assortment. The heroes mutate from pet turtles to battle-ready ninja turtles. We have Rollin' Punch Giant figures. Push the figures on any hard surface and watch their arms spin around, knocking out the baddies as they go. We have Turtles Mutations Stretch and Shout. Pull their arms little to get the turtles talking. The farther you stretch them, the higher they shout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just, you can be your own little torturer. Um, Yo, one more page. Got one more page of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they have t- I didn't even realize they I said, had this you should have just told people to just go read this <laughs> no no now now they have now they're like wow there's so much and now they want right. to go read it and see pictures we get a purple dragon cycle with Raph and the ooze flinging vehicle that comes with the ooze canister and then we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collect and connect role play assortment create unique unique looking ninja weapons with additional interchangeable parts included with each set that's wild so playmates they're they're back, baby. Turtle mania. Is <laughs> you, back. you you got it in you got it in one, Cody. You did all that in one. <laughs> Very proud of you. Massive, massive group of toys coming. 
And, yeah. And we'll all talk about that later, actually, after comic book news. Oh, so we're we good to talk right. about. Are we good to talk about the comics then? Are we always good to talk about comics? Oh, I'm always good to talk about comics. So, Saturday Morning Adventures, the Halloween special, uh, is coming out this next week. That's the 11th. So the Wednesday after this episode drops. Yep, the Wednesday after this episode drops. And Sarah Meyer, friend of the pod, is doing the art. So make sure you go check it out because their art is a real treat to look at. Uh, yeah, I've, they I've been a fan are, of it ever since I first they're saw They're one of my favorite um, artists for Toon Turtles. Like, they're just, they're so good. Yeah. So, so Saturday Morning Adventures have been really good too. So mm-hmm. I almost wish that Sarah was on the book instead of just colors, but they they will be after this issue, after yes. the Halloween special. They will continue to be the artist oh, on cool. on Saturday Morning Adventures. Well, it sounds like they heard my prayers. Um, also, TMNT one forty four will be coming out on the eighteenth of October, so that's two weeks from when this episode airs. Um, we're not sure things are up in the air, and so who knows if we'll be able to record this coming week or not? We'll have to see. But uh, I'll just let you know that it's coming now. Uh, the other thing is, is, we've learned that Sophie Campbell's final issue on on the current ongoing Ninja Turtle series is going to be 150, which is so there's only about six more issues left of her run. Yeah, of course they would officially announce that after we recorded last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Play it, my Keith theme song, it. Spencer. Keith, Keith called it. Keith um, was always right. <laughs> always. Whoa. Uh, uh, but yeah, Keith no, is always they, right. Eventually. Uh, eventually. It, yeah. tur- it turned out like, yeah, after, after the, literally the morning after we recorded that episode, Sophie uh, released an interview that she had done with uh, IGN talking about uh, her last issues. So so she revealed officially it would be 150. And I'm excited to see how this Armageddon Armageddon stuff comes to a head. That's definitely what I wanted to see happen. Yeah. We we don't Uh, know who's taking over, right? Yeah. We don't know who they're taking, who's taking over after this. Uh, Apparently they are focused on just getting to 150 at the moment um, before they make any uh, kind of reveal, but there is no plans that this is going to be the final issue. Yeah. So, I mean, when's New York comic cons coming up, right? Yeah. Like a, like a couple weeks. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's going to be, but you know, keep your keep your ears open because you might end up hearing about the next, you know, the next people to start working on this book. Then, uh, you know, or, or plenty of other news. It could be I'm, the four of us in a trench coat. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, wish list writer. I'm hoping Steve Murphy. I mean, they've they've lifted enough of his ideas for this book already. I think just bring him back on. Let him write the characters and concepts he's created. That would that would be cool. Yeah, I could really go for, I don't know. There's plenty of really good writers out there. I don't know yeah. who I'd want necessarily to 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 do it. Now that I'm like saying it out loud, um, it would be cool if like someone like Daniel Warren Johnson came on. He's got some great stuff. He's he's currently like doing Transformers and a bunch of other things, which I've heard the new Transformers is really good. But uh, 
We know that uh, I like his stuff. I need to pick that up. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, Ninjara is coming as well. That's been yeah. teased, or she maybe already came in the most recent issue that's coming out this week, or she will be in it. Well, uh, all all that happened was Sophie had tw- tweeted a picture of her version of Ninjara with the ominous text, she's coming. Yes, which it looks like she's probably supposed to be another one of Dr. Barlow's creations. That's one of my theories. We'll see. Does she have Karai's sword? Is that that red sword? It, that's what I thought. Head? It looked like she had Karai's sword. But I thought they were didn't they destroy that raising the dragon lord? I don't remember. So well, they're picking up the scales. Maybe they picked up the yeah. sword. Maybe who knows? Who knows? Cause didn't um, Ojo turn out to be like a old lady? Did they stab her with it? I forget. It's been a long time since I read one hundred. Yeah, I need to go back and read one hundred. Um. Also, the complete compendium number two is finally out. So if you were waiting on that, it is here for you it's a to buy. Beast of a book. You got it, Cody? I do. It's What's it go up to? Um, Here, let me grab it. I think it goes up to Return to New York. Okay, cool. Which, I don't know, you'll have to let me know after Return to New York in, in the third volume how exactly they start ordering the issues. Because there's there's some stories that should be grouped together when you read them. and They were not yeah, released yeah. that way. Souls Winter, for example. Souls, yeah, yeah. Souls Winter, the stuff about uh, the time traveling kid that like shows up so that she doesn't get exposed to radiation when she was a child, uh, and then Fanny Wacker comes out of that as well, and all that stuff. Uh, Can't forget Fanny Wacker. Yeah. Um. The. I know there's plenty of stuff that, in my opinion, should kind of be read together but I think that's just the me. Amazon listing has more because the back of the book says issues 15 through 23 27 through 29 31 through 37 of the ongoing series tales of the TMNT number 6 and 7 um yeah I think there was one on the Amazon listing it but like I said one specific story hmm. oh there's like a short story uh the ring yeah. yeah, if I remember correctly. Yes, because that ties into the Twilight of the Ring comic book. Yeah, that's how we we read it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just used the, the classic series, so that has a whole bunch of the guest era in it. We've got more guest era to cover eventually after we finish Volume 4. We'll just go through and pick some, some random story arcs to read from there for Fonzies. Well, all right, so that sounds like we've covered everything. I think we have, yeah. For the night. So thank you again, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, we really do appreciate it every time you guys come back uh, because we just need that validation. <laughs> uh, let us know somewhere on the internet what you think of the episode. Ninja Turtle Power Hour or Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Spencer, what are we doing next time? Next time, we're going to be covering the two Power Rangers crossover episodes. Those are actually episodes of Power Rangers from that time period. And uh, issue, not issue, and episode 17. Okay, so the two Power Rangers episodes are Save Our Ship and Shell Shocked. And then 
the next episode would be Mutant Reflections, episode 17. Man, it better not be a clip show. If you guys <laughs> think this series is bad when it's Turtles, buckle up for when it's Power Rangers. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I watched these not too long ago. Me too. The double list of downs. Yeah. Good well, God. <laughs> so in the 2003 series, there's an episode called Reflections that is a clip show that recaps everything that's happened before that moment. Um, well, don't, don't spoil it. 2003 series did a clip show? Yes, it did. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm worried that uh, because this has Reflections in its title, that this is also going to be a clip show. This Jones. show's too. This show's not a hack show that would do that. So we. Don't oh. Think we can... <laughs> oh, I know what you don't, but I don't think this is a clip show. <laughs> oh, good. Great. That's great. Okay. I hate clip show episodes. <laughs> this show worked the, the staff, <laughs> oh. the writers to the bone. They never gave them a break. I know okay. what you don't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, future Keith. <laughs> I told you I was in the room while this was playing. All right, I thought you were say you were in the room while that happened. <laughs> okay, Hamilton. All right. That's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Certified, certified. Heart in the hand is worth two in the vampire. Glorious retribution. Oh, shit speaking of they're gonna delist pac-man 99 that sucks yeah. uh, the only oh, one man. i played a bunch about is the tetris 99 i, uh, I tried tetris 99 uh mario 35 was a that's what it was yeah that was God, awesome. that one was so much it fun. came out in 1935 mm-hmm. you got it yeah it's just like you know you're you played the rock and you you run along a stick with it and, uh, oh yeah! And then the depression <laughs> yeah. hits. Mario Mario thirty five though was just was so much fun. It 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 really sucks that they that they removed it. Yeah. Especially especially because like I didn't play it at first. I played it within like the last like month, and I got mm. really good at it. <laughs> I guess we'll have to take your word for it because now we can't play it. Oh, I can show you screenshots of me getting first place. Oh shoot, Spencer, <laughs> your kids do like next week, man. Yeah, no, it would be next Saturday. It is technically like the due date. I guess it, yeah, I sure. think it will be even before then. So like next yeah. week, who knows? It's usually it, early because definitely... they go off like the last menstrual cycle. Yeah. You get your nursery all later. already? Um, more or have less. You, have you it's... crafted a TMNT mobile? 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 Uh, no. No, I, no. I, haven't, I haven't quite surrounded her in Ninja Turtles. Right now she's kind of surrounded in, in Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. I mean, my wife really likes Wonder Woman. I like Wonder Woman. I read a lot of Wonder Woman comic books. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, you're going to make her a DC baby? Her middle name's Diana. Uh, she'll never have, she'll never have <laughs> nice. a good movie to watch. Why can't she be April? <laughs> Wonder Woman is a great movie. The first Wonder Woman is great. The first movie is great. My I issue with movies, though, is that they the all... Animated movies. I, have, I haven't yeah. seen the second one. Full disclaimer. It's not... That great. The, my my problem with both of those movies is that they both take 
place way in the past, and like we've seen Diana Prince in the future, so I'm like, she's not gonna like die or get hurt or anything, right? Because she's like, well, I mean, yeah, there's um, there's beautiful. Yeah. Chris, uh, <laughs> I think we care about Chris Pine. Okay, that's the emotion. That, I think there we like, go. Yeah, I think yeah. the more the more annoying thing is that like she you started the movies so early, like they couldn't do world war two when like she originally debuted because like that's captain America's thing. So they Big? pushed it to oh, world yeah. war one. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, so that was over a hundred years ago. What has she been doing? Yeah. All sorts of stuff, man. She could be doing anything. Stocks. <laughs> but, uh, just yeah, stopping businessmen in the eighties. Well, right. But then what did she do for 60 years between that? Well, you know I mean? have more movies to find out. Like it just, it just, it just that. raises too many questions, and it's like I, I get it, but it's like they, they set it so far back, and then it's like Captain America. At least, like they fridged him for seventy years, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, Wonder Woman, they didn't. And so it's like, and, and they explicitly say she's been around. So it's like she's just not helping people. Are we at the I point mean, with Captain America where we bump him up, people? bump him up to like the Iraq war or stuff yet. Is that no Captain America? Or do they, or do they just bank on the freeze? They just freeze them. That's always been a thing. Like initially they've only been frozen for like 20 years. And like every time they reboot, it's like, he's more and more out of place. The other thing is, is the only, the only ones they do that they slide the time scale on. I mean, they slide the time scale on everybody else. So it's like, uh, the Punisher is now the, a uh, war on terror. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like Magneto and Captain America are the only two that, yeah, because like Magneto, to... they can't, they they yeah. can't like be Holocaust him. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so, and so that's the thing. And so that's the thing is like, you know, we're coming up to this point, you know, where like, that's going to be a hundred years ago, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's going to be real interesting for how they do, you know, if they if they introduce Magneto into the MCU, it's like how do you justify that he's over a hundred years old? And there's a couple of ways you do that. You know, that like, do he's you well do you do the magnetism. do you do the modern yeah. thing that they've Every been doing in, in the comic where uh, everybody keeps getting reincarnated because that's how mutant society was working? Do you update mm. the war? that he was in um, because there have been other genocides of marginalized people that you could apply that to. And, but you would have to change Magneto's race, which you would lose a prominently Jewish character. Was that always part of Magneto's story that he was Jewish or yeah, the like Holocaust? Holocaust part? I think or it's a later, I don't it, think it, like his yeah, it, first came, it came later, was... but not much later. I think yeah. it was a Claremont thing in like the seventies or eighties. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. Um, it's I would like to see Yazidi. Like... Uh, might need it though. That'd be pretty cool. When you're in the 70s, that it, that was like 30 years back then, you know. So like, yeah, and he was already like, white. like that'd be now. That'd be like if we're writing it now, and it's like when we were born, stuff like that just like breaks my brain when I think. Yeah, and so and so that's the thing. Time on that scale, and like, so that's the thing is like, yeah, you have to you'd have to update his origin, otherwise Magneto's going to be a hundred years old. That's why like the X Men movies, like in 2000, like when they got Ian McKellen. Like, yeah, he was really old, but also, like, that kind of fits the timeline. Like, he would yeah, have like been literally the right age for that. He would have been. Well, 16, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he played older than he actually was. Like, his age nowadays is the perfect age for Magneto. 
Yeah, but then he's like Samuel L. Jackson, where it's like he he can't run anymore. So he's like <laughs> Nick Fury's not going to do a run. In. Or did you guys ever hear? You know Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. Like he, have you ever seen the movie Drive? Mm-mm. No. So he's in Drive. There's a scene in Drive where he's like on the beach fighting Ryan Gosling, and like apparently in real life, a wave hit him and blew out both his kneecaps. <laughs> oh, that's all. I shouldn't laugh at that. That's awful. That poor man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's an awesome. Um, like, yeah, a so point just, where you cross that line. It's like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they how they adapt that. Um, I would just go, go for either super slow aging, long lived Magneto or immortal Magneto. Yeah, well, because like, like that's been, why that's why I loved uh, like first uh, class and. Um, yeah, those movies so much because like they set him as a period piece, so you could have like you know Michael Fassbender being Magneto, like that was cool shit. Yeah, there's also that too. You could just like keep still like retelling, like rebooting stories in that time. Um, yeah. What I'm what I'm excited for is that James Gunn has said that like supposedly the DCU is supposed to have a floating timeline, like a sliding timeline, like you can it can take place whenever they want it in their timeline. Which I feel like opens up. It's like we're going to have World War II era, and you can see the All Star Squadron or like or the JSA during World War II. Do you and mean floating timeline that they'll just like make movies set whenever the hell? Yes, like like they can set them whenever they want. That, that's what he meant, like a sliding timeline. As in, well, it's like a sliding timeline. As in, like yeah, this movie's just going to take place back during World War II. Well, that's yeah, that's not that's a that's not a like. sliding timeline. That's that's just they have the freedom to do that. Like a sliding timeline yep. is what we what we were just talking about. How like oh, where they the Punisher changed? From, yeah, where the oh. judge, the Punisher read Vietnam to. Iraq. I'd have to look at the quote again, but I feel like it was implying that it could take yeah. place at whatever time they wanted it to. And that's and that's weird. Cool. Like you know, Spider-Man comic recently, that was like so the the main story was like nowadays, right? But they're like, we're also going to tell the story we never got to tell as a backup. And it was Spider Man going to see the premiere of Star Wars. Like this is weird because he's like. You know, eighteen in both issues, and one's taking place yeah. in twenty twenty two, and one's in the nineteen seventies. Well, it's like, like that's it's, a, it's that's like the slidingest uh, of timelines. It's like the the Simpsons. The Simpsons are on a sliding timeline. Like Homer and Marge went to go see The Empire Strikes Back in theaters, but they yeah. were also in high school in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, <laughs> I, I The Simpsons I, is one of those shows. Like, I, I, it. It's weird. Like, God, they just need to end The Simpsons. Like, as much as yeah. I love The Simpsons, like, it, no. it, it's really hard hearing Julie Kavner do the Marge voice nowadays. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, that, doing, like, doing the mom it, is even worse, too. It's like, it, yeah, it's, like, it's, just, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's yeah. just heartbreaking listening to her do it. Yeah. That part, I think they should just, like, recast. Like, as long as you can write good Simpsons episodes, I'm totally fine with, like, having characters where it's just, like, you just don't, like, address necessarily. Though I think they have, like, bumped up Homer his age or whatever like i, re- I was reading I something mean, like they bumped they bumped him like out of like the 70s or some stuff maybe it was just some you, you never know with these clickbaity articles like you have to like yeah well, this, well, I, I, I think that's i think that's just like, what were, i was talking about how they yeah, were they were in high it, school in the 70s yeah, in high school in the 2000s was, like, grunge band yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but also like yeah. those octuplets have grown up they're like kindergartners now but everyone else is still exactly the same age which is weird. Futurama is doing the same thing with uh, Kiff's kids too they're like 20 years old but everyone else is the same age. 
Uh, it says, due to the floating timeline, Homer's age has changed occasionally as the series developed. He was 34 in the early episodes, 36 in season four, 38 and 39 in season eight, and 40 in the 80th season. Although even his age in those Wait, seasons... Wait, the 80th season? Did I hear that right? 18th season, sorry. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> Homer's driver's license... the first shows show his, ever made. Right. Homer's, drives, <laughs> Homer's uh, driver's license shows his birth date as of May 12th, 1956. Which would have made him 36 years old at the time of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, 36 at the time of the fourth season episode. That's crazy. Do you do you remember when like The Simpsons was like an institution, and it's like you had to watch the new episode of The Simpsons on Sunday nights? Oh yeah, I mean like people don't people nowadays like don't realize heck how big the Who Shot Mr. Burns stuff was. Like yeah, that was, like, a, that was summer, a gag, yeah. but it was or, like that was huge. You, you were like, it's Halloween. We're getting a new Treehouse of Horror. Let's freaking go. yeah. That's Treehouse not of true Horror at all. You had to wait till November for like eight years in a row. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then they bumped <laughs> yeah. them up to September. Yeah, there was a, the thirty second season. I was like super excited because I'm like I'm gonna watch a different episode Treehouse of Horrors every single day because thirty second season would be the thirty first Treehouse of Horrors. But they didn't air yeah. the thirty first one until like November fourth, and I was like, you all just screwed up royally. Like it was right there get, for you. Softball you get, underhand. Like, just the Treehouse of Horrors on DVD. I yeah. don't think so. They put out a no, couple compilations, but they're only God like damn, four God. or five episodes. Who they do is... have on Disney Plus. You can get just all of them in a in a playlist. Usually, though. Hmm. So. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, oh yeah. No, speaking of, okay. So Homer, uh, Homer's Crossing is the first episode of season thirty-five, which is the current season. Um, that premiered last Sunday, the first. Uh, Treehouse of Horror thirty-four. Uh, will air on November 5th. Yeah. Most of them, I think, have aired in November, actually. Oh, I really need to not watch these. It's going to result in me buying more toys. So The the first, like, eight are really, really good. And then, like, weirdly, 14 or 17 is really good. But, like, you can just see it, just, like, the bottom falls out of the whole whole thing. I mean, it it goes from being, like, Halloween-themed to just, like, Parody, whatever popular at the time. Like, there's it's a like, Mr. Yeah. Smith it's like, it's one, like, and it's like yeah. Tales of the Simpsons, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the parody. The parody ones are the ones that like I don't care for so much. Um, like the parodying of like popular things. If it's parodying yeah. a scary movie, like that's that's sense. funny. Yeah, because I do remember. Like I remember as a kid. Like it's not that I found them like like terrifying necessarily but there was like a creepiness vibe to it because like you know how like bart he's like they do the opening where he's like Good it's kind evening. of like a horror movie yeah. opening yeah yeah or they're yeah, like they're used to introduce them they're eating they too much candy like and they like get or sick or whatever though. like i just yeah. remember that vibe was just so so wonderful yeah they I, lose I like the, the they lose the connective like uh wraparound thing, yeah like, uh, them being in a party and stuff like that drops off around like four or five and then it yeah just kinda, from there it goes downhill. So. My my favorite one was like the one where Marge like comes out and talks about like how scary it's going to be and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So from looks like the first ten aired in October, then November first, November sixth, November third, November second, November seventh, November sixth, November fifth, November fourth, November second. Finally in twenty uh, October eighteenth, and then again November after that. So all like, right. So 
I guess I, I guess I totally mis- misremembered it. It was never in September. I don't know why I thought September. I mean, there's there's always a chance like you were catching like reruns or stuff. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, but I, I mean, I don't like, back then. That's the thing is like I used to be on top of this too because like I I loved when The Simpsons yeah. premiered. Yeah, yeah, it was so. That's so oh, that's weird. That's where I kind of miss like that. That's kind of like that's how you know you're old when you miss um like because streaming is obviously better. Like it's better. Like right now, I can watch every episode I want. But there is a magic where it's like you had 30 minutes on Sunday and if you didn't see it, you're not going to see it. Like there, there's just something special to that. Like, like it, it create. it's almost like, I guess it's like an artificial moment, but yeah, that's why I kind of like as much as like, I like, like they release a series and you can binge all of it. You know, it is also kind of cool when they're like one episode a week because it does. I just like one episode a week because I don't get overwhelmed with like having to watch the show. It's a lot easier for me to watch the whole thing when I don't feel like there's this pressure to to watch watch it so you don't get spoilered. Yeah, well, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, because you have your people that dedicate their entire weekend then to binging that show, and then they immediately want to go on the internet and tell everyone all about it. Me, it's me. And it's just like, yeah, sorry, I, I can't do that. And like I said, like it'll just keep me from even picking up the series because I'll just be like, man, look at all that time I have to dedicate. But like, yeah. if I'm just like, yeah, if I just need to watch one episode every week, I can, I can do that. That's easy. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's just overwhelming when I have like a whole series in front of me. That's why you should read um, a thousand chapters of One Piece, Spencer. Yeah, I mean, I I am reading. Like, I I say that right, and then I'm like reading. I'm trying to read like everything that interests me in like DC, starting from Crisis on Infinite Earths to like trying to get to now. Maybe it'll just be up until like the new Fifty Two reboot. I don't know yet. No, I totally but. get it because I'm the same way. Like, um, like because people will recommend you stuff, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I really I can't. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm uh reading 40 years of dc so you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, like because well i've read nearly every single issue of green lantern that's ever been released so i, I need to finish reading kyle rayner's stint as green lantern and i have under 100 issues left to, to, to do with that before how jordan came back um and then there's on dc universe there's some missing like on their app there's some there's some gaps missing in between Mm-hmm. Um, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and like the 1980s. So there's like about five, six years of of missing comics there that I haven't read. Mm-hmm. And then I also haven't read any of Volume One because none of that's on DC Universe Infinite. So like the original Alan Scott Green Lantern uh, comics. That jerk. But Alan Scott. Alan Scott's cool. I like Alan Scott. He's all right. I have I have gone down a weakness to wood. <laughs> it's amazing that you could take on the whole Green Lantern Corps with a number two pencil. It's yellow and wood. Yeah. Um, okay. So you know that, that Simpsons bit that's the, the it's called the Night of the Dolphin. It's the birds, but with dolphins. Yeah. Apparently that's based on a movie, The Day of the Dolphin. Uh the poster of which says, Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States. Now I need to see that movie. Very badly, but also it said, see also military dolphins. Did you know that we use dolphins in the military? 
I could believe it. The there's military an episode, man. There's an episode of Baywatch called Night of the Dolphin. I love Baywatch. There's uh, Pluto TV okay, has a whole okay, Baywatch okay. station, and my wife will not let me watch oh, it. Man. But speaking of Pluto, <laughs> let me bring this back around to to Ninja Turtles because this amazing thing happened to me today. I turn on Pluto TV, turn it to the Turtles station, and uh, Shredder's standing in this room with April, Leo, and I think Michelangelo. He's like, "Time to die, Turtles!" And Leonardo flips off the light switch. He's like, "No!" and retreats. I was like, "I'm just gonna turn it off there." That was the best clip I could have seen. <laughs> Well, I think since you brought it around back to Turtles, we should get started now. Yeah. Yeah.